Hello, and welcome to Movie Quest, a podcast where three friends adventure through the world of films. Each episode, we choose a film to discuss, dissect, and rate against each other. I'm your host, Aaron, joined by my good friends, Johnny and Ant. Last week, we talked about a ghost story, and today's film is a fifth element. But before we begin, does anyone want to review the list from last week? Yeah, sure. So, um... Last week we uh, discussed the, the the rankings of the list. Number one is uh, "Wish You Were Here." Wish you were here. Wish that's a that's an Incubus song. It, no, it's a oh, Pink no. Floyd song. You're right. There's sorry. A Pink Floyd song. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I keep, in my head, I always say "Wish it's you, you were never really here." I don't know why I keep saying that. You were never really here is number one. Mm-hmm. Number two was a ghost story. There's new new in the uh, list there. Uh, number three. You, me, what is it? No. Me, you? Earl, and the Dying Girl. Number, me, number, you, and the wait, Dying Girl. Me, Earl, and the Dying me, Girl. Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. Number three I don't know was me, Earl, difficult. and Dying Girl. And number four, at the bottom of the list, which I think it's going to remain there for quite a while, is Bird Box. Boxy's Birds. Bird Box. Mm, do you guys have any thoughts on that? On Bird Box? No, 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 we already know your opinions on Bird Box. Mate. On the list? We're okay with it being at the bottom. Actually, before we started recording, Johnny said that we need to review a bad film yeah. so that it could be taken off the bomb spot, <laughs> but um, that's not going to happen so anytime what, soon. Wonder what Johnny's next film is going to be. It's going to be some terrible film he's going to pick just so it gets to the bottom. The Room. Psych, it's a good film. Yes. Um, okay, cool. Well, then I guess we'll just start with um, what have we been watching and do you want to kick start that? Yeah, so really, this week, I've only really watched one film. Um, it's been a busy week for me. But uh, me and my wife watched a film on Amazon Prime today uh, with Michael Keaton in it. It was The Founder. Oh, yes, yeah, good so film. So the film about um, how McDonald's got started and how that became a business, basically. Uh, I don't have much to say about it, really. When it first, like, when it first came on... Um, I was first watching it. I thought it was going to be just the way it was presented. It felt like it was going to be some sort of like fluff piece, like a sort of like an advertisement for McDonald's, because it was really like positive and really like oh these are these two. Basically, the film is two brothers who started McDonald's, um, and they came up with this really amazing way of uh, making fast food, which was better than any other of the drive-ins and you know, other drive-in restaurants you know, that were around. Uh, they came up with a speedy system. And um, they're doing really well. And then Michael Keaton, who's like a bit of a failed, he, I can't remember what the character's name is, but he, he basically, it's a bit of a failed sales rep. He's going around and he keeps on trying to sell different things and people and he's just getting nowhere. He comes across McDonald's and he basically realises he's got something special there. And then he goes off and um, basically franchises it around the country. It was started off quite a fluff, quite a fluff piece. I thought quite a positive um, advertisement for McDonald's, but then the more it goes on, it gets darker and darker, and basically, like I thought, it was quite depressing towards the end. Actually, I, th- I think it's. I don't really. I didn't really watch it as a film. You just sort of taking it as like a documentary, almost sort of like seeing the ins and outs of how McDonald's was created and like the deception that was within that. Um, you kind of forgot about the actors in a way and just thinking, gosh, it, like I go to this place like yeah. more often than I should and like this is what's gone on in the creation of it. Yeah. But you did make you feel bad for the brothers, like totally, I feel bad. 
And like, they got quite a bit of money out of it. Yeah, but not as much. Do you as remember? They remember what, yeah, I don't want to get into it, but because it, obviously it will spoil the film if anyone wants to watch it. But um, I don't know. Michael, Michael Keaton was really good in it. He, he actually quite a strange character. The guy who's playing, just like his mannerisms and stuff. But yeah, like. I think it's worth watching. It's that's what I was going to ask. It is a worth watching film. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but it's not as yeah. When you first start watching it, you need to keep keep going because you could easily think, "Oh, let's turn this off." It seems like a just makes me want to eat a a McDonald's. That's all it sort of felt like. It just it grows on you, kind of. It grows on you, but also it kind of gets depressing as well, which is sort of. I don't spoil it for me. Yeah, it just gets depressing. In my opinion, anyway, it's got to be dark, which I wasn't expecting. But it's definitely worth watching. Yeah, I'll give it a go at some point. Johnny um, besides the film we're talking about today I've not watched too many films but one film I have watched unusual. recently is Ghost Stories which is <laughs> the, the <laughs> film we're just going to give a little bit of context that was the film that Johnny watched wrongly instead of watching a ghost story he yeah. watched Ghost Stories which is a horror film I mean, they're both like spooky, but like I mean, one is not scary. <laughs> ghost stories, not scary. Yeah. Uh, ghost stories, like yeah, that, it had me petrified. Like, there's only two or three films where I've been struggling to breathe while watching a scene, and like this has one of those scenes in it. It's kind of a weird film. I watched it half asleep, which probably added a bit to the terror of it when when stuff happened. But basically, there's a uh, a guy who goes around to different um, psychics and mediums and he proves them wrong. So like somebody will be on a stage saying that they're talking to the dead and saying, no, this person's uh, kid is talking to them from this place and saying, oh, he misses you. And then he like goes around and debunks them. Mm. Uh, and then he's go to this sort of wise old um, man who's famous for debunking myths. And he says, oh, I've I've debunked loads of myths in my time, but there's these three ones which I never was able to get to the bottom of. And it's his story of going to try and figure out what happened with these three stories. So it's kind of like um, vignettes in the way, just sort of like three little stories that he goes off to investigate, but it, it just ends in a horrifying climax. Where's it set? It, I think it's all around Yorkshire. I think oh, right. it looked... I look like Yorkshire, kind of Whitby area. Um, I might be wrong. Uh, it looked bleak. That's uh, in the UK for our American listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, would I advise you to watch it? If you want to watch something that's really scary. Was it well made? Yeah, it was well made and well acted. Martin Freeman was in it and a couple of other like British comedy actors who playing like a dead serious role like made that role I don't know extra scary in mm. some way finding um, like comedy actors doing serious straight uh, role a lot more impactful than just some regular yeah. actors it's sometimes. weird that isn't it it's weird how like 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 Robin Williams for example in Good Will Hunting and stuff like obviously Robin Williams plays a bunch of straight roles as well mm. but, but totally yeah yeah like it's weird how certain yeah. actors can do that Will, Fer- like Will Ferrell or Adam Sandler yeah Adam like, Sandler yeah in, yeah in, it's just weird how like they you play a couple of these sort of straight roles and then you're like you, for me it's more impactful yeah because yeah. I like uh, oh um 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 
Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Yeah, with Jim Carrey, yeah. yeah. Totally. Uh, and even, like, I really don't like Adam Sandler. There's not a lot of his films that I enjoy. Um, but, like, when he did, like, A Wedding Singer, or and, uh, the, um, the oh, it's a serious film where he's, he is a com- he's a, playing a comedian in the film. Oh, I love that film, Funny People. Yeah, that's class. I love that film. That's a class yeah. film. My wife hates that film. Really? I don't know why, yeah, oh, she just so doesn't good. like it. But I, I've, I've got to. Before we begin... We're just going to read some text messages that Johnny sent. Uh, and <laughs> bear in mind that Ant and I both thought he was talking about a ghost story. Uh, so Ant sent a text message saying, very interested to see what you guys think. Johnny said, did not sleep well. <laughs> I mean, Ant was like, well, I wonder if Aaron will have the same or a different reaction. Uh, yeah, because oh, I was thinking, I was talking about a different yeah, film. I sent a text message saying, yeah, wasn't scared at all, like at all. And then you put, it was just in my head. And then I was like, I totally get why. <laughs> and I just love the fact that we were talking about something completely different. Yeah. Um, so I've been continued to watch Scrubs. Oh, yeah. Uh, nearly finished season four and I. Oh, wait, hang on. Let me let me think. Right. Season four. Is he... Mm, which point are we at right now? So what are you thinking about? Like how crazy is yeah. his hair? <laughs> His hair gets outrageous. Is he is he living? Is he still living with Turk? At that yeah, point? but they're they're so they're married. They're Turk and Carla are married. Got married now. now right, okay. And the last episode was where um, Doctor Cox has like a friend off with his friend from college, I think. All right. And then they talk about how they think his kids, his two year old son, might have autism. Oh. Really serious episode. Really really good. Have you seen, so the best episode of Scrubs is the, the episode where Brendan Fraser who is uh, Dr. Cox's uh, brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, on, he's in the episode. and he, have, you, is this, have you seen this episode yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I think it, for, I don't know if it won an Emmy or whatever, but that was like by far the best episode it, you, where throughout the whole, the whole yeah, episode... Yeah, he's, he's talking to him. He's t- yeah, he's chatting to him and then you realise towards the end that maybe he's, he's something's happened to him and he's, it's yeah. all in his head. Yeah, it's, oh, I love that. No. I'm going to put this out there. I don't think I've seen a film with Brendan Fla- Fraser in that I haven't loved I just love that guy. <laughs> that you haven't uh, no, yeah. Uh, I, challenge accepted. Like, there's probably loads of them, but the ones I've seen. So what was going to be a I always, different I think he's a really like likable like, actor. I think he's great in most things that I've seen him in. Mm, yeah, I'm sure, but I'm sure we could find a. Real I kind of watch him. I think he's trying his best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's doing fine. He's, trying uh, his best. he's so good. Like in the Mummy. Oh, such uh, a good film. Anyway, I also been watching The Good Place. I finished the the third season of that, and um, the ending of that season is beautiful and then the film that I watched guys I watched a film hey. uh, you know Close with Numi Rapier Rapis Numi Rapis yes Numi Rapis um, fell asleep Close <laughs> uh, yeah it's like an action thriller type thing I was thinking thing. of Closer I think it's got Jude Law in oh, yeah, no, no wrong that one yeah so you do this a lot you for mistake Close <laughs> is the name of the film uh, she basically she's a bodyguard and she looks after this rich girl and then the rich girl tries to be assassinated by her father's company's opposition. But the whole time you think it's the mother-in-law or something. I don't know. I woke up and the credits were rolling and I was like, well, I'm not going to start that again because yeah. that was real boring. So you wouldn't recommend it? Uh, n- no, not really. Because I, I, she's really good in... Um, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Is she in that alien film as well? Yes, she's in Prometheus. Oh man, she's just not had a good good run of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, sure, we'll 
Prometheus will probably come up in this podcast at some point. Anyway, on to the main event. Fifth Element, released in 1997, directed by Luc Besson, who's also known for Leon and Lucy. Some of those films divide people's opinion, probably not unlike this film. It stars Bruce Willis, Mila Djokovic, Gary Oldman, Chris Tucker, and Bilbo Baggins. Hey. <laughs> a couple of notable things are um, Jean-Paul Gaultier uh, did the costume design and not just like did it he did every single b-roll actor uh, or everyone he did he just did all the costumes and he got really like super into it and the score was by eric Sira. so the plot is every five thousand years uh, an ultimate evil threatens to end all of life the only thing that can stop that is the use of the five elements not four but five because the fifth one is life obviously um, when the evil presents itself it uses everything in its power to stop humanity i.e. Dallas, Lilu, and the gang. So before like, we really, really get into like, because I've got some questions for the guy, and there's a few little bits of information, and if you guys have some more information to share, like by all means. So the, the film was conceived when Luke was a kid. I, when I read this, I thought this was fascinating. It is, isn't it? It's, I, I don't know, it didn't say how, uh, is he six or something? Yeah, I think or? he's six, and he said he developed it over years and years and years of, of writing as a kid and just coming up with it. And by the time he made the film, he was 38. She's just amazing. And you can totally see that in the film, like how much detail he's thought about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually, I think it could have benefited from being um, a TV series rather than a film. Because then he really could have got into the... Like, well, originally it was supposed to be a tr trilogy, wasn't it? Yeah. But I actually quite prefer it just being a standalone film. Like a but random. We'll get into that. Um, it was heavily influenced by French sci-fi comics, such as Bande de Sénès. I think I've said that completely wrong. <laughs> For all our French listeners, I apologize uh, <laughs> for completely ruining your beautiful language. Apparently, the film draws a lot of similarities from Plato. Having never read the story of Plato, I actually have no idea if that's true or not. And originally, Ruby Road was meant to be played by Prince. Yeah, I think he wanted Prince. So the film was supposed to be made back in 1992, yeah, but it had to be put on hold. He wanted Prince or Michael Jackson. They, wanted to, or they, were, they were looking to get them. To well, apparently, allegedly, they, they approached Prince. And he, him and Jean-Paul Gaultier like disagreed on like how they wanted Ruby mm. Road to be portrayed. And so that's why it, he didn't. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Intriguing. Has Prince I mean, been that, in a film? Has he ever been? I'm sure he's been in a film. He's always in Purple Rain. Purple. That's a song, Johnny. It's a film. I know it's a film. I've never watched it. Neither have I. But I know he's in it. Yeah, he's definitely in it. It's because it's his song. I think he's had a couple of... Like roles in films, yeah, yeah, he's he's done like you know he's a new girl the TV program so <laughs> was he yeah oh, weird I have no idea. so good it's just before he passed away let's do this what were your initial thoughts before watching the film what had you excited I'd like to hear your childhood opinions because I have mine so I remember there was a spa shop near me that rented videos VHS. And my dad go into it and like looking at all the VHSs and it's a Saturday night, like, what are we going to watch? What are we going to watch? I think the week before we'd watch Stargate. Oh, and then... Um, That's a lot of similarities. I am scared to go back to that film. <laughs> oh, no, great. And then, and then this one was picked out and then just absolutely loving it. And 
coming back to it now, just thinking like going back into it, is it going to be as good as I remember it? So it's like a little bit kind of anxious about watching it again. I think I was like totally amped, like totally amped. When, when was the last time you watched Aaron? Oh, it's got to be like 15. Really? 15 years ago. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I bought it on DVD. I feel like, see, I think the only time I've seen it, I've got a feeling we I watched it in college with you guys, but that, maybe it wasn't mm, you guys. Maybe I no, feel that like could I watched have been it in. at John's house. I reckon that was the last time I watched it. And it I'm pretty sure we watched it about two in the morning or something really yeah, late at night. Yeah. And I was half asleep. This is why like I remember, when I watched this film, well before watching this film, I was thinking, I remember very specific scenes in the film, mm. but I don't have a clue what was going on. Because at the time I think I was just exactly exhausted when I watched it. Out of it. I've, I think it's like the sort of film like I've seen on TV like several times and I've watched like half hour slots of it quite a lot over like the last 30 years of my life. Um, but it's the sort of film you can kind of just jump into at any point really and just be like, oh yeah, it's really cool scenes. Just like yeah. there's really iconic moments yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, and like really memorable characters just like, oh yeah, yeah. I know like the characters bring the story back to you and just like, oh yeah, this bit's coming up in a bit. Well, well, I think I've said it on the podcast before, but the first time that I watched it was on my ninth. I thought it was my twelfth birthday. I was I was nine years old when I went to see this in the cinema. Like I remember. Wait, so in the cinema. So in the cinema. I saw it all day on guys. Yeah, I saw it in the cinema, and what is I it? Went, is it a P? Is it twelve? It's P, PG. Is it? PG, yeah. PG. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yes. In right. In retrospect, that's insane. That it would definitely not get a PG now. Um, but it definitely, definitely is a PG. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was I really really iconic. Um, Heather, my wife said, you know what? Like after we'd watched it, she was like, you know what this is like. She said, this is like your Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Like it's just <laughs> it's just because I really don't I didn't like the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, so it was it was, it was almost like too much for me. But she was like, this is your Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. This is like mm. your weird wacky film that you were super into as a kid. And I was like, yeah, it definitely is is that um yeah. i was thinking like if you were to summarize this film or compare it to a drink it would be coke lilt fanta oh my gosh like cream soda yeah cordial and like coffee mixed together yeah and you'd be and drinking it and you'd be like i don't know whether i like, like this whoa, whoa, this is crazy this feels so good but <laughs> does it actually feel good um well what do you think of the story and like do you think it was told well? When I first watched this years ago, I I mean, I must have seen the whole thing, but maybe I fell asleep or I was just dr drifting in and out of bits. But I, it never made sense to me the story. I I, I was always confused at the start, like by the, the weird alien looking things and if there were baddies or goodies. And I, I, I when I was trying to remember what the how, what, how the film went, I really could not remember it. Um, but watching it from scratch this time. Uh, whole way through to me it does it does make sense the only thing that I was confused about was I don't think they were, they made clear to me that the 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 hands that they that they brought back that was in the ship that had, that had been destroyed was the was a part of the fifth element that they took out because they didn't do like a close-up on the hand or anything so yeah. I, I always thought I mean I think I got confused thinking the hand was like 
just one of those big guys. Did you, I thought that originally, yeah. and then this time around, I was like, oh, it's yeah. I noticed like a really. Sp- I, look, no, I looked. I looked specifically at the hand of the statue that they took out. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, right, it's the same thing. Of course it is. It makes sense now. But I think they do tell that. Tell you that in the. They do explain it, but I think. I mean, it's the same with a lot of films, but a lot of the story is told through visuals, and mm. they didn't really explicitly explain that part of it. They they told you in like in obviously dialogue, but because there's so much going on, it's sort of hard to keep track of the dialogue a lot of the time because mm, there's so yeah, much yeah. going on. So for me, that that was the only sticking point with the story. Like the rest of it, I, it made sense to me, and it was well told. I thought. Yeah, I really thought like I mean, within the first like what five minutes, they had told you the entire yeah. like the entire plot of the film. Y- mm. You kind of do get an, a feeling that there was it could have been a bigger because like, obviously we said before maybe it was supposed to be a trilogy because you sort of think well, what's the backstory with the opera singer? Why did they choose her to be yeah, the, yeah. to take the stones? Yeah, Why did they yeah. put them stones inside her? It, it, it sort of is just a bit weird, like you yeah. said, bonkers. You go with it because it's a it's just, that's the, what the film's like. The whole film's like that, but the story it is a bit all over the place. That for me, that was the thing that I noticed the most. I was like, this. Well, as a kid, I was like, oh, this is so good. Like, I'm loving all the shooting yes. and like, mm. you know, whatever. But like, um, watching it again, I was like, oh man, this story moves at a really quick pace. Even though the film's like two hours long, I was just like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it was. It felt like. As I said, I think it would have benefited from being like maybe a TV program or maybe a trilogy because yeah. it just would have like settled it for me. You know the love story. I wasn't convinced. I just yeah. wasn't convinced by the end of it. I just wasn't. Yeah, convinced. I feel like yeah. They could, I mean, it's again, it's a problem of, of a lot of films having it trying to properly portray a love story. Yeah, you've got to do it within a certain amount of time, and you've got to keep the story moving. Um, I I can see what you mean when you say a TV series or like a trilogy or whatever. But for me, I I usually prefer film films that are just one, just just one standalone films and not like don't go into trilogies because I think they end up getting distorted and the, the vision gets lost. Yeah, yeah. So I was happy that it's just a single film, but um, yeah, I do. I mean, it was there's a lot going on, so it's sort of hard for them to get all that story in um, into but, the film. But on on the other hand, like the like the world building, I thought was on point. Mm. How did you guys feel that um, how the world was built? I think in like in a lot of films where they look at the future, it's kind of like really clean and crisp. Yeah. Whereas this one was like kind of like funky. Yeah, <laughs> like it had like remnants of what it is now, but just like a more modern version. Yeah, I had like a, a it had like a real um, Blade Runner feel to it, like dirty, not so clean. See, the thing of I, I, so I had that, that the same thing written down here with my notes. I like everything had a layer of dirt on it. Like when she's escaped at the start and she's like stood on the balcony, uh, looking in, in, over the, there's all the, the cars flying past and she holds her hands up and her hands are filthy. Yeah. yeah she, and yeah. she looks filthy. And you know, she's just, just, she was just basically born again. Yeah. 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 She's all clean and pristine. And then she goes outside and suddenly she's like really, really filthy and dirty. But she just gives you an idea of like what that, well, it's like it's just polluted, and but like I mean, for me, it you know it obviously like I, I mean I love this sort of thing in films. I love when, especially when like an older film does it, and you go back and you watch their vision of the future. So like Blade Runner, obviously Alien, uh, Two Thousand and One, all these films. I love when they try and predict what's going to happen in the future. But what I liked about this was 
it was done like in a realistic, I say realistic, but it had a layer of dirt on it. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't yeah. super clean, like Johnny yeah. was saying. There was, everything was like, there was pipes everywhere. Like there was like, like this, just like all the smoke and everything mm. all, all the place. Like, I don't know, for me, it just felt quite different to a lot of like those films. Also, it felt mm. quite bright and vibrant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which to me, like a lot of those films, they just go for dark, moody. And this was just like fun yeah. and vibrant and just like the... The entire world was so detailed as well. And yeah. they'd, they'd obviously spent so much time thinking about all these weird, like, f- future tech, like, uh, solutions for the things that I thought was brilliant as well. And you can really tell that he definitely conceived it when he was, like, six years old. Or, like, he has been thinking about this yes. film for years because the, the, the amount of detail and the, the set design, the, the, the character costumes, yeah. like... Every, everything everything like even the dude you know like when they're in the room and she's being made again yeah and like the main doctor guy had like half a shaved head and he had like those weird like implants like yeah you know to the point where you look at dallas's the fridge is also the shower and like yes. his bed gets made every day at, like you know and he's got the 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 gun compartment and or even when the the the, the food guy comes to the door i, I just love like they could have you could have just picked a couple of those things and then gone with whatever's whatever we you know whatever's normal for us now and it still would have felt futuristic and different but it felt to me like they literally thought about every single little yeah, thing yeah, yeah. that's going to be in the room or in every scene basically yeah and how they could put a spin on it how they could think about what it might look like in the future what yeah. you know even like the cigarettes having the massive filters on them and stuff is yeah. just like funny like again like you know it's still it's still a product of its time like it's still like you know from the uh, uh, mid nineties like so everyone's still smoking and stuff but yeah I just yeah I, lo- I just love how they put a spin on every, absolutely everything yeah it's great I liked also how it so a lot of like sci-fi films especially these days a lot of the like aliens and the ships and everything are all made to be really slick mm-hmm. and really like mm-hmm. I mean I mean again in a few years time we'll look back on this stuff and we'll think it looks a bit funny or whatever but. Things are made to look really slick and really like amazingly like clean and and but with this style, um, the, the, I can't remember what his name is. The it's all based on the his comic book artist who did the uh, visuals for the, the film. Oh, um, oh, I, I Jean Claude, yeah, something. I can't remember a second. Van Damme, no, <laughs> uh, Jean Claude no, Mazeres, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but all his stuff is really like interesting shape language to it yeah. it has these really bulbous um like the aliens are really bulbous like like the the the, 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 the vehicles and the ships are all just like really odd shape if this were made today this film would not look like this no, tell you no. That. it would look clear and it also feels quite french i don't know what about it is it feels european it feels like <laughs> you know what i mean when you go to when you go to like france or europe or paris or whatever and everything's just slightly different to what you know what, what you're normally used to it feels like it's yeah. obviously gone through the lens of that culture i think mm, as well yeah like french sci-fi comics yes yes yeah i i would agree with that would you agree yeah yeah it's definitely got like a european vibe to it yeah and i'd agree again with like the ships and just the way that stuff looks it's almost kind of quite vulgar yes in, in some of the the way ways that things look like the the ship on the other world, like it's just like some weird, odd-looking kind of floating cruise ship. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, 
almost like a, a wraith off Halo, but a massive one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just some of the ideas and designs just seem really unique. And this film could never be made again or yeah. would never be made again. I think like Waterworld was a couple of years before this. And I feel like Waterworld and this go together quite nicely mm. in their bonkers ideas yes. of dividing opinion. Yeah. I can't think of another film which I would lump it in with. Yeah. Um, for such... I'm not too sure what the budget is, but I can't imagine it to be. Apparently they spent 80 million alone on the practical and CGI effects. Yeah. This is the most expensive... French. Um, it's the most expensive French film at the time made. I don't know if it's... Or is it European? Maybe she, no, it's French. It was a French, French studio, French. yeah. So it's yeah. the most expensive um, film made outside of Hollywood at the time. I don't know if it's it might have changed since then. It has changed. So apparently the... It's another French film that was made in 2011 called The Untouchables. Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah. But still, 1997 to 2011 to be the most expensive. But it, it grossed way more after, like, it, it made so much money. One of the things I was just mentioned with this as well, and I don't know where this comes in with our discussion, but just a quick note. I thought, because a lot, a lot of the stuff they did was practical effects, uh-huh. a lot of the... the, the like backgrounds and the ships and stuff, you know, where you saw the the the, the uh, buildings and cars flying past. A lot of them were done with models. It was all yeah, model work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. So that. for me, watching it on a decent sized TV, it actually held up quite well. I thought. Yeah, like I thought it, so too. Because a lot of the time, you go back to these sort of nineties mm-hmm. sci fi films, and you're mm-hmm. like, if they use too much CGI. Yeah, it's, it's like early like, CGI. Ooh, yeah, it sort which of is, like doesn't it, um, it just sort of stands out. There are moments in the film which are a bit gross, but for for the most part, I thought yeah, I thought it works pretty well. And it, it, it sort really of fits great. with the comical the and aesthetic, the sort of weird, yeah. vulgar, yeah, like, yeah. feel to it. I don't know if that's just a way of trying to get round to the limitations of of film and cinema at the time. Is that they did it in that sort of style rather than the? It must have been very hard to make that film look sleek in any sort of way but what i liked about it is how vast it was like i guess a lot of films like that they they have to pick and choose the scenes because especially when it's not done cgi it was a model work it would just cost them a lot more money to do all that but they didn't seem like they they cut back it seemed like they they just went all out yeah yeah, whatever it takes like i think as well like um the mic the the way they used sound and music like the sort of orchestral mixed with that sort of like 90s like you know like yes like all that sort of stuff they they melded that together and it just didn't it felt like they were from worlds apart but it felt like Mm. oh this is what the future's like obviously it's it's gonna be this weird mix of the two things and i think this the score really helps represent that Um, there's a sound in the score which i'm pretty sure is the same sound that's in goldeneye Really, it sounds like a metal bar hitting like something. It's like a cool, but it's it's on like it's got like a massive reverb. It doesn't sound like a bird, like a pigeon. I just (laughs) made the noise. Well, apparently he took like like influence from like reggae, like jazz. He like got all these different genres and just like pulled them all together Mm. and just like shoved it in. And I just all of these things, like I just felt like they helped create this like really interesting world yeah, it's quite a multicultural film as yeah, well, yeah, yeah you super. sort of see like lots of people from different eth- ethnicities yeah all yeah. like clumped together yeah and, yeah and like 
Yeah, yeah, like the there's like the the guy who makes Thai food on his little boat. Oh, I love and he that come, guy. He comes to the um, oh, yeah. um it's like comes maybe to the window. Fortune. Yeah, I was just like, oh, that'd be so good. Some yeah, guy to, like, just cook, like coming to your house. Food fresh yeah. for you. How did you think the characters were introduced in the film? Then? I really enjoyed the way uh, Lilo and Dallas first like were introduced to each other. Mm. Her jumping off the skyscraper so and landing into the taxi and then so I was reading about this apparently that whole section obviously because she was speaking a different language which was apparently an actual language that her and the director came up with but apparently Bruce Willis who played Dallas he uh, he wasn't told what she was going to say so he just had to try and figure out what she was going to say so all the reactions in the in the taxi cab at that, at that point are all real reactions of him trying to figure it out oh yeah boom and all that sort of stuff like big oh, boom that's all him just like that's so good imp- improvising basically which I thought I, I love that I love that scene I think that whole that whole uh, int- introduction to those two characters I thought really worked really well I think like especially like Lulu's introduction first of all as a nine year old like I don't know how my mum must have reacted whenever this, <laughs> she saw like a naked lady in the background but obviously as a nine year old that's had like no clue like it was quite interesting because, you know, all the men in the room were like, oh my goodness, it's a girl. And you're thinking like, oh, right. And they're just like drooling over it. And then instantly she's like, boom, no, I'm a badass. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going I'm to kick I actually butt. think if that was made now, they would probably even sexualize it even more. Which would be sad, right? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, it, it is. There is obviously some sexualization done there. But I think, I, I, I could imagine Scarlett Johansson... I haven't seen Lucy, but what I what I would imagine is it probably has similar similar um, uh, themes going on with the with, with the films, and I can imagine uh, the a modern film now sort of leaning into that a lot more. Like that's surprising me, it's a PG actually, but I can imagine them 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 going a lot it, more into that. It must have been different back in that day though like even like the mask and stuff like had like loads of like stuff yeah, in true. it and yeah but because I've seen Lucy um I can't remember it being like that um but that's I haven't seen it in a couple of years I thought yeah the way Dallas was introduced uh is you it with what? the gun it's in this house isn't it yes and like um his mum like calls and stuff yeah. like what yeah, are you that, talking about that scene oh, with the mum is great yeah I love that because it's just like I definitely have that. I've, I've, I've no. My mum is not not too dissimilar from that from from uh, Dallas's mum, and I definitely have felt felt for him in that situation. But yeah, I I loved like that intro to him in his flat. Um, the the bit how, just like him waking up and just dealing with like it, it sort of reminded me. He sort of almost plays the same character he plays in Die Hard a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's quite um, a lot of scenes in this film where I'm thinking that he just basically is just. Uh, it's just the character from Die Hard. Like, Even as like, you know, like when he wears that like orange, like tank top. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's basically like <laughs> the future tank top of like yeah. his Die Hard character or whatever. Yeah. I didn't really get much from Gary Oldman's character. Apparently he hated the film, but apparently he hates all his films. But I really didn't, I liked, I liked his like costume for him as a whole, Gary Oldman. I didn't really get it. His like, oh, I'm a yeah, bad guy. His link to like the the Earth or whatever it is it just seems a bit kind of unclear. The, the, big, the big planet that was the big planet yeah. that was like going to end everything. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really understand. I, I think when I first watched the film, it was really confusing. But it's like, how can a planet like talk to yeah. someone? I mean, is when it he, an alien? Like, 
And then, but the thing is as well, right? Because this is a plot hole, definitely. But like the way the planet could talk to him was because it had to absorb all the communication devices and that's why he could like... Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, Yeah, but like how did Gary Oldman know before and then if he hadn't communicated about the great evil? And I know he talks about his like philosophy with Bilbo Baggins, like about how like destruction creates like money or whatever. But Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't really get it. I think, again, this is where a larger film franchise or like a like a TV show probably would have gone back and explained yeah, yeah. how that stuff worked. And I'm assuming he, that again, the director probably already had, had this in his head and had the story planned out, but he just, he had to, he just had to cut all that out because it just wouldn't have, it would have made too, too much of a long film. But um, yeah, I mean, for me, that character was just very eccentric and I quite, mm. I, I love Gary Oldman in pretty much everything. Yeah, me too. I think he's... Um, like but in this, it, I, I feel like yeah, it was it was fine in this. I think it's like the best scene with him in with him with the guns yeah, and like yeah. the um, where they are the monsters, the warriors, the, the warriors, the monsters, the, the aliens, whatever yeah. they are. Yeah. He's like going through like all the different things for the gun. Like I think just the actual thought gone into the gun. Like you think, oh, that's a bit lame when you actually think about it, but it's really cool to watch and like see that being yeah. out yeah, like, yeah, cool. like bullets like that'll go and like a tracking bullets yeah. and like a freeze gun and a flamethrower definitely inspired video games for the next 10 years I think mm, yeah yeah because I think there's a lot of guns in video yeah. games like multi guns um, so probably talk about my favourite character oh, and he apparently have divided opinion but Chris Tucker's Ruby Road was flipping amazing flipping like there's a point where like like someone says like mr rose and he goes no miss road and like all this sort of like the sort of you don't know like what gender he falls into it just felt really futuristic it just felt really like that is what i mean it's a drop in like um it's just like you know twitch streaming and like people oh yeah like youtube celebrities and all that it was like before it's way ahead of his time like he is broadcasting all the time sort of thing and his hair was just like so good i love this character i i um it's one of those characters that it could have been annoying but totally wasn't for me like it reminded me it's gonna sound weird but Go with me a sec. So, <laughs> okay, yeah. Lethal Weapon, like four or whatever. Yeah. And Joe Pesci is in that in that film, and he plays this really annoying comedic character. Oh yeah, I think it's four anyway. But he has like blonde hair. In but it as well, yeah, but he? in the film, he's he's supposed to be like this comedic character, but he's just annoying. Like it's one of those characters where they bring these extra comedic characters in, and they end up just being really annoying in the film. Whereas I thought that Chris Tucker's character. Like just it just adds to the whole feel the mm. of the film. It adds to the society. You see, see hints of the society, what the entertainment is like. Yeah. It's just like yeah, totally what you're saying about like how futuristic it is with the broadcasting of Twitch streamers and that sort of live streamers and stuff. Uh, I really I loved the, all the little commentary and the little like because so I mean, if you think about it, so good. You've got you've got um, Bruce Willis who's can be funny, but he's basically the straight guy. He, he yeah, but 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 his relationship. Yes, like the, him play Ruby playing off him. Yeah, their their chemistry yes. works really well. Yeah. It is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, I think you need both of those sort of the straight man and the funny guy. Yeah, to bounce off each other, and they just do, especially when they have that big discussion, and then like Ruby's like, "You need to, I need you to be green, like, <laughs> you be green." Yeah, I wonder like what's green mean. Like, like that's great. That. I, I then, love even that. Like coming up with little like futuristic words and and phrases that we don't we're like what does that mean yeah <laughs>
Have you guys got any like favorite scenes? Um, and if you do, why? Um, favorite scenes. I mean, there's like one major scene that like probably just, like yeah, sticks exactly. out. Like the the opera scene is really cool, but I really like the scene that goes alongside that with the Milojkovic's character uh, fighting the uh, the aliens, the warriors. Um, like when I was a kid, just like the choreography of the fighting and also the opera uh, song going together was just great. Like just bonkers, but yeah. perfect. Like you couldn't have made yeah. something more obscure. Um, and it's iconic as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like people who've not seen Fifth Element will be like, oh, so that's where that, that scene comes from. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so you're still right, you're on the money. That's like, I mean, that's probably the most iconic scene from the whole film. Like, I think at this point, my wife was like really fed up and was just like, no, no, no. So, <laughs> is this the first time she'd watched it? Yeah, this is the first time she'd watched it. And she'd like, I think she was just like, this is no, no. And I feel like it was just too much. It's like too ridiculous. And she was just like, right, this is too OTT. I cannot handle this. Sarah woke up at that point because it proper kicks in. It's so loud. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and she was like, whoa, what's this? <laughs> and, uh, like, Heather and she, just like, she was just like, it sounds like that guy, the Russian guy, uh, Vetus from the song that's called Seventh Element, which is quite clearly probably ripped off. Did yeah. you guys watch it? I sent these guys a YouTube video, right? So there's this YouTube video that you should watch. Um, it's by it's a Russian singer. His name is Vetus and the song is called Seventh Element. And it is just, it's just as insane as this. Like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, have you, you've watched. No, I haven't. You're not it. laughing, so you have not watched I it. Seen it. Yeah. Seen it, Ant. Ant, sorry, Anthony. Up your Reddit game, did, Anthony. Didn't right. do my prep. Wait. Uh, so Ant and I watched the YouTube video. Ant, any opinions on Vetus and Seventh Element? Uh, I've just seen the future, and it was oh. in 2002. Yeah. <laughs> it's Russian. Yeah, Future. it's really it's Russian. I would thought it'd be French. So good. I think a lot of the action sequences like are pretty good. Like you know, straight after that, you know, the the shooting starts and like mm. you have that whole thing where like Dallas has to like shoot Ruby yeah. down uh, yeah. the thing, or like the fact that the bar that he stood behind is like blown up about several times. The whole bit where he's like trying to get the deaf guy to throw him, yeah, yeah, the, the gun, and he yeah. throws him two cue balls you know? yeah. <laughs> and after the fact after it all happens he's like these women around him and he's like yeah I just threw in the ball or whatever and he's like explaining what he did and you yeah. just say what he's an idiot um, I didn't really get that <laughs> I wasn't quite sure what was going on the cast had no idea what the opera singer was going to look like oh right oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah he, Luke hid that from them so like there so uh, Bruce's actual reactions to it are all legit um Lee Evans is in this film. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that. Yeah, when yeah. I saw him, I was like, "Oh, that's Lee Evans," um, and he's just like a bumbling buffoon. But again, this film is almost a comedy in a lot of ways. Like, it's, oh, yeah. it's like so slapsticky, and like, yeah, you, see, you get these characters in there. Like, yeah, Lee Evans. It's like I'm trying to think of other films he's been in. Like, not many. There's, there's a few that stand out, but like, 
Yeah, I, I completely forgot he was in this film. And he's like a sailor man. Mm, so weird. I loved all the uniforms that they were wearing. Yeah, so like, good, right? Oh, the, um, the so uh, Gary Oldman's lackeys with like the weird like helmet things on and then like the black leather hot pants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. what? <laughs> so good. Uh, my favorite scene. So basically, it's just two separate scenes, but for me, they sort of combine together. It's um, when we're in Dallas's apartment. Mm. So... There's two scenes. The first one I want to talk about is just a really small little bit where he, he goes to leave his apartment when you're first introduced, introduced to him and he opens his door. He looks through the key. I, don't know if he, I think he looks through the keyhole in the door and there's like, it's no one in the hallway. And then he opens the door and then there's a guy stood out there holding the gun and he's wearing a, a, a picture of, a, of his empty hallway. He's got so it on, on his hat. <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, this is the character's hilarious and yeah. he's like holding him up and wanting money off him and then Bruce Willis like but, you know Dallas says oh your, your gun's not armed or whatever and he's like oh okay and he presses the button and it turns the gun off yeah 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 and then he, take, he just grabs the gun but what he does but then when he places it in the big massive container of guns like this is a normal thing that yeah, happens yeah, all the time so good. I really want to know like is this character specifically bothering Dallas or yeah. is it just he goes around the apartments all the time bothering people or what but I, I love that little scene I thought it was That's brilliant so funny and the dialogue between the two is yeah. like so good yeah 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 and, and it's like, like he does like he, a little dance at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like his noises he makes and stuff. Yeah. It's just brilliant little weird like ticks and stuff he has. Yeah, really, really fast. So that whole bit just it's just a tiny little bit of the film doesn't in, doesn't impact any of the rest of the film. Like you know, a lot of modern films that gun would be super important later on or whatever. But yeah. it's just a little throw, throwaway scene. So good. The other scene that I really like again, it's still it's in the apartment, but it's the whole like yeah, um, it's the whole escapade of 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 uh-huh. dallas hiding people in different places around his apartment so you have the colonels turn up saying right you, you got to come on this mission you got to save the world and then he's like oh my my uh my wife's here and because um lilo's there with the with the priest outside so he said oh, please just go, just go in the freezer and he you know hides him in the freezer and then and then they come in and then he has to hide those guys put them in the shower and on the, in the bed and i just love like how they built all these sets and all the, had all these cool ideas and then they, tried, they, they, they thought of really funny ways to use them and block out the scenes. And then, obviously, the police come and he, and then the once they go away, they, they leave. He opens the door and the three corporals are all frozen. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, that's really dark. And I was like, that's weird. They're just like dead and frozen. But then later on in the, in the, in the film, yeah, they're, they're fine. Back, they're back. So like either... Did they get rescued and then like they got put in that machine that rebuilt them, or they, they, just, de- <laughs> yeah, yeah. they just defrost? Anytime you die, like, you just oh, we'll just put it in the machine. Yeah, it's just really weird. It's just a funny, <laughs> it's really funny scene. I just like, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. it was really just how it's really comedic. Yeah, and it just yeah. it felt like almost like a sketch, like a little sketch show scene. Know, but yeah. it, it, again, it showed off like all the utilities in in in, yeah, in, yeah. in, in the mm. world, and it was just like it's just so cool. Like I guess we talked about before, it's just like everything is just really well thought about. Like yeah. I like that it doesn't take itself too seriously no. as a film. It can like have fun, and yeah, there are like little plot holes if you really want to go into it. But it's just like it's not worth it because you're you're missing the whole point of the film. Yeah. yeah. Any final thoughts? Like I really enjoyed, yeah. Like what Johnny was saying about how it doesn't take itself seriously. The enemies in the film, the the the, the alien guys with, the, with like the green faces, whatever. 
I loved how like slapsticky they were and how dumb and stuff they were. It almost felt like a, just a complete comedy with those guys. The film itself, you know, it's just really bold, really funny, really unique. I don't can't think of any film like it, quite like it. Obviously, there's like similarities between having this chosen warrior person or whatever. That you know, that the similarities with other films, but in terms of like as a whole, I think it's quite unique. Um, I'd, I'd, for me, the visuals are amazing. Mm. Just how different mm. they are. Again, it would mm. never be made these days. Never, never would never get made. Uh, do it, my only critique with it, I guess, would be it's just a bit all over the place. There's so much yeah, happening. Yeah, it's definitely. Going, and it's like, like the the fact that they have to go on a cruise ship and he wins the ticket to go on the cruise ship, and then it's just all a bit like haphazard a little bit. But I kind of like it for that. It's I like that it's not like a really. It's kind of nice that it's a bit all over the place, and it puts them. In, it means they can do these interesting scenarios that, that, that they wouldn't normally get if it's a standard um, story. But yeah, I, I think if it was made today, it probably would have been made into some sort of like big franchise, like a like a three film epic or even more. They would have keep keeping kept making it because once they invest a lot of money into these sort of films, usually if it does well, they want to keep want to keep make, keep it going so they can make more money off it so I'm kind of I'm just glad that it was a standalone film and it just came out and it was one could, hit and done it could be like it could have turned into like another Valerian situation which is another Luc Besson film which just tanked I never saw that I, I never got around to watching it I mean this this film also divided right. a lot of opinion I think Mark Kermode said it was like the best and worst film mm. of t- 2009 summer 2097 or whatever like I'm oh, sorry 1997 if it had been made today it could be another valerian so that's that's the scary point it, i'm happy it happened at a time when he'd done like leon and he was kind of a bit still a bit edgy yeah well not edgy because lucy is edgy as whatever cause, you know it's a bit weird isn't it i think the nostalgia factor for me was what makes the film still good I'm pretty sure that if I'd have watched this film today, not watching it before, I'd either have hated it or it would have been like a sort of, you know, like the room situation. I just would have found it extremely funny, but for all the weirdest reasons rather than than actually enjoying the film. There's a few things like the women on the cruise ship were obviously like really over-sexualized. Now, I really struggled with that. I know that's to do with that kind of role as, as a whole, I guess, like, you know, flight attendants and stuff. But it just really like... It's quite apparent to me. And I was like, oh, it's being thrown in my face. I didn't really enjoy it. Yeah, it was a little bit awkward. Except for like the bit, you know, where they're taken off and her like feet go up. It felt very like, um, oh, is it aeroplane? Yeah. Yeah. It felt very like aeroplane and stuff. So I thought that was like nice, like a nice touch. I really didn't care about the love story at the end. Like, and I know that was like the whole point was to be like, you know, oh, they've made this thing and like, you know, he's fallen in love and that's what she needs to, like, be able to, like, save the universe or whatever. But, like, put it in reality, they've known each other for, what, 48 hours? Less than that? Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. Again. But it's, it's film, isn't it? It's film, so, you know. It's hard, it's hard, to, hard to show. Who knows? It's a good relationship between someone when you're running around the, the city and uh-huh. getting chased by police and stuff and you've got, you want to have all these action scenes. It's sort of hard to show the nuances of two people falling in love mm. or whatever. I think it's just... But totally, I understand what you mean. Yeah, like, I think I both loved and hated it all in one big bundle. I'm always going to look back at it and think, yeah, Fifth Element, and get excited about watching it, and then eventually I'll watch it and be like, oh, no, I didn't. Maybe I did like that film, maybe I didn't. What about you, Johnny? 
Yeah, I was worried a little bit that I wouldn't like it so much. Um, you know, watching it almost, well, probably like 20 years after I first watched it. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it's worth going back to. Again, watched it on Blu-ray, so it looked pretty good in most part. Some of the darker like CGI scenes didn't look as crisp as the lighter ones. But yeah, I think it still has merit today. There aren't any serious films that are... Oh, sorry, there aren't any films like it out that I've seen in cinema of recent times. Um, I've seen Valerian, and it's just nowhere. Not a scratch no, on yeah, this. No, it really isn't, is it? I think it's to do with like, the, the quality of the actors that they've yeah. got in there. They've got some really good and unique talent, and you go along with them instead of just watching them do these weird things. I think the other thing is like the... The song that plays at the end, at the credits, mm. it sounds like Sting, but I don't think it is Sting. But that just, I don't know, that really just sets the tone for yeah, the, yeah. Like, the film. Like You can imagine walking out of the cinema and just being like this into the, like, this like 90s Sting track. Yeah. It just kind of puts you in an era of what was going on that time. So you're thinking of like 1997, you've got Titanic... I think Godzilla, yeah, Godzilla around that kind of time. Yeah. We're before Minority Report and AI. Before Matrix. Before <laughs> Matrix. Like that era of films as like some as some big hitters, but um yeah. It's just a cool cool film. Very unique. Yeah, definitely. I think as well like it'll it'll continue to be like a unique cult classic. I don't think it's ever not gonna be. I think it's hmm. definitely Firmly planted itself in the stars. Yeah, the collector's edition of Fifth Element, I think, is one of the most expensive ones you can get. If you can get the, um, I think there was a Blu-ray one which had like some figurines in it. I wow, think it's, like, worth like seven hundred quid. I mean, I've got the, I don't know, special edition DVD or whatever. Two disc DVD. Yeah, yeah, it's got taxi in the front. list so each week as you know we um watch a film and then we rate it against the other films that we have watched um in each season so we've already gone through the list so but i'll do it again just in case you forgot so number one you were never really here number two a ghost story number three me and earl and the dying girl number four bird sees box um <laughs> bird box bird Bird sees, but yeah, but that's what Starring I said. Like. Yeah, uh, America's sweetheart. <laughs> um, so I guess uh, this is you know what I think this is going to be pretty tough. This and is this is where it starts getting hard. I think. Yeah, maybe we start from Bird Box and see like better, or, better or worse than Bird Box. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's do that. Right. And um, is it better or worse than Bird Box? I mean, yes, it's better than Bird Box. Uh, Johnny, better than Bird Box. Aaron, better than Bird Box. <laughs> wow. So it's, or at least it's number, or at least it's number four. So, uh, yeah. we'll mix it up a bit. Uh, Aaron, better than me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Yeah, I would say so, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah Johnny, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's better than me and Earl and the Dying yeah, Girl. Yeah. I'm going to say yeah. Okay. Um, Johnny, is it better than a ghost story? Yeah, better than a ghost story. I, I, I 
I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it more than Ghost Story. Oh, me too. Me too. I guess if you took out that dude's piece of dialogue, I might enjoy it more. <laughs> uh, in a Ghost Story, sorry. Uh, so, number two. Okay, right. Um, is it better than you were never really here? Oh, okay, so just to give the listeners some context, we all just looked at each other very intensely. So, for me... I would say I enjoyed it more than you and never really. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it more. Yes. Ah, oh, me too. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Yeah, absolutely. Also, we have a new number one. Is that a unanimous? I mean, like, it's a classic, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, as I said, I both loved and hated yeah. it, but I, I, I loved it more than the, the four films that we've watched already yeah. because it is just, it's got, it's just it's going to be a hard one to beat. Is it because it's just a bit lighter than the other ones? It's no, fun. No, it, is, no, it, no. it is fun. It's, I mean, it's way more fun than all the other films we've watched so far. Yeah, it definitely is. But I just think... Mm, it's just... It's, just a really, it's a really... Like that scene, man. That opera scene is just so <laughs> good. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous yeah. film. It's ridiculous. But it's so good. I think it can be beat, definitely. Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah, there's yeah, films yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we could put we could put on this list that would beat it. But it's gonna be it's quite anyway, it's a big one. And it's gonna be tough to beat, I mm. think. Mm. So tune in in two weeks' time, find out what we have watched, and we'll see where it rates in the stars, eh? Thanks yeah. very much, guys. Yeah. See you later.